Everyone wants to be somebody, but no one wants to grow. Think about that for a second. Is that is that a relative quote in today's world? Do you believe that? Do you believe that everyone wants to be somebody, but no one wants to grow? Or at least most people don't want to grow? They don't want to get up and put the work in. They don't want to get off the couch. They don't want to turn Netflix off. They don't want to go outside. They don't want to learn that new skill, learn that new hobby. You think that's still relevant today? I do. Not just still relevant today. It may be more relevant than it was when it was first quoted. It was first quoted by a German writer, Johann Wolfgang. This man lived from the years 1749 to the years 1832. This man lived over 80 years in that time of the world. That is astonishing. I don't know what the average lifespan was then, but I guarantee you it was not 80. So this guy knew a thing or two, and I'm, I'm definitely going to be doing more digging into him. I wish I could remember where I first heard this quote. I feel like it was probably probably in a book. But we'll have to dig that up. But to think about that, that quote, well, if you base it off his year of death, because I don't have a year for the quote. If you base it off his year of death, that quote is over 190 years old. I think it's safe to say that it is over 200 years old. And will we not say that that's still relevant today? Everybody wants to do, everybody wants to be somebody, but nobody wants to grow. I would change nobody to most because I would venture to say there's, I'll go 10%. I think there's, but hell, I'll go 20%. I would say there's 20% of people that want to grow, but there's not 20% of people that will grow, that will put in the work, that will learn the new skill, the new hobby, start the exercise, clean up the diet. Whatever their goals are. They're, they're not setting goals or they're imagining them. And that's the first step, I believe, to think of it, to get the idea. The second step would be to physically write it down. The older I get, the more I believe in writing goals down. Making to-do lists. Not just because I'm forgetting things now, but when you write it down, you get to check it off. And it's such a simple thing. It... it when I first heard it, and still today, it almost feels a little childish to make a little checklist. You know, water the garden, take out the trash, clean the garage, basic stuff. But if you put it on that list, then that can help you focus more. Especially if you if you struggle with ADHD or if you're like me, you just, okay, well, oh, I'm working on this, but ah, crap, I need to do that too. I need to fix this other thing. I need to fix this other thing. If I have a time where I know I'm going to be working on things, I will sit down and make a list. Okay, I need to work on this now. This is the most important fire. I need to go put that fire out. I need to take care of that problem. And I'll take care of those and then move on to something else. Maybe I'll make a new list. Maybe i take the evening off. That's okay, too. We all need to have a little downtime. But where we get in trouble is when we get too comfortable and into too much downtime. But as long as we are continuing to want to grow and we are continuing to want to learn and better ourselves and everyone around us.
And with that, we can jump into the 5K update because that's what we've been doing. We've been wanting to grow. <laughs> you know, if, you, if you've uh, listened to the other podcast, you know, I, I used to run a lot and I got out of it with some foot pain and just kind of stayed out of it for a while. I was doing the weighted rucks, you know, just weight in a quality frame backpack. I used to cool you for a little while and then I wisened up. It's not good when you stutter over your words and trying to say you're smarter. <laughs> but I got smarter and got into the Kafaru International Packs, which are far more comfortable, far more sturdy, just better all around. But anyway, you, you put some weight in the pack and you just go walk around your neighborhood, go hike a local hiking trail. You're getting your cardio, but it's not as rough on your feet and your knees as running is. You know, a lot of people have trouble with running, so they do the walking. But you can add a little weight to your walk and get an even better workout. So we were coming back in, and I had a uh, had a friend challenge me to the 5K. So I've been it was short notice, two weeks. So I kind of snapped myself back into gear, and it was a nice wake up call. Hey, get off your butt, get something done, get out of your comfort zone. Now I took off and I ran that first mile, and I was I was surprised how well I did. I wasn't just blazing trails. I was surprised that I was still in as, I had as good of a cardio as I did. My my strength doesn't really feel any weaker, but I knew my cardio would be struggling. And it is compared to what it used to be, but it, it's a lot better off than I thought it would be. So anyway, we are, had a, uh, ran a 5K today as practice training, whatever you want to call it. I've been doing, uh, every other day I've been alternating. I run a 5K on so we did one Thursday and Saturday, and then today is Monday. In between, I've been doing pacing runs. I may run a mile, mile and a half, and I'm just using my RunKeeper app to work on my pace, my speed. Because where I got in trouble on the, the first little 5K practice run I did, I went way, way, way too fast in the first half mile, three-quarter mile, and it just burnt out. Yeah, it was an absolute struggle to get through the last mile, and it killed my time. I was just burnt out. So today's Saturday was fair. Today I went and did the 5K again, practice run. I come out a little too slow, and that's that's the problem I've been having lately is my first quarter mile, half mile is a little slower than I want it to be. So today I was, oh, about 40 seconds slow on my pace and that's the pace is considered per mile so when someone says i'm running a 10 minute pace or an eight minute pace or 12 minute pace that's a per mile time i was around a 1040 on my early pace so i had to pick it up a little bit i ended up uh holding a 930 to a 940 pace for until the two mile mark heading up a hill and sun just blazing on me I was having some issues with my calves wanting to tighten up, and they got really tight. So I did have to stop three, four times. Uh, didn't didn't stop. I just went to a walk, and those walks were 20 to 70 yards each. But the problem with that was I was running with the pain in my calves, but when I stopped, the pain increased because those muscles just wanted to tighten up and draw up even more. Uh, 
it's just a thing. I don't know if I didn't get them stretched quite enough. So I think before the actual race, I will have my foam roller with me and we will get everything as, as loose as we can. But anyway, we hit that second mile and, and pretty much hit the wall there. The sun was beating down me, down on me. It was, it was rough. It was, it felt like the uh, heat wave of July and we are August 22nd. I, you know, I had to slow down a couple times and I would get caught back up and I was able to finish out. Let's see, I got through the last, when I hit the third mile, that, that section between the second, beginning of the second mile, and beginning of the third mile was the worst. Uh, I'm not really sure why, other than just that sun beating on me and those calves getting so tight. And then once I got into that last mile, I was able to get, get completely through the wall and rock on kept a pretty good pace i know i lost that time in the middle there but my last mile pace was around 9:45. uh i did end up sprinting the last 150 200 yards or so so i still had some in the tank but i'll tell you i was spent I, I did, you know, I was in the, I was in the pain cave or past the wall as they might call it, but I was just burnt. I could have kept going, but boy, I was glad to stop. It was freaking hot. I, I, I am rather glad that this race is going to be at night. It's going to be a 9 p.m. start. So, uh, man, that sun, if, and that sun is brutal or it was today. Which that's just summertime sun in South Carolina. It's it's a blistering sun, especially in the evenings, afternoons and evenings. So overall, my time was just a shade over 32. That involved me having to walk four times, probably a total distance, maybe 300 yards. I, I overestimated it 300. I don't think it was quite that much. The the problem with walking was, you know, like I said, my calves would get tighter as I walked. So by running, it kept them a little bit looser, even though they were just painful. The other little hindrance is, you know, right now there's several intersections I have to go through. And hitting the light, I got stopped at three, which... I'll underestimate it and say it cost me 60 to 80 seconds. I really think it probably cost me two minutes. But, you know, it's it's hard to say. I didn't time it. Uh, but that cost me in time, but it actually gave me a little bit of rest at those red lights. So it's it's kind of a balance. Could I have, could I have pushed through them and gridded, pulled the grid out of the box and got deep in the pain cave and muscle through it i think so or did those brakes help me to push out that last mile maybe i I think it could be both uh with me once if i can get through the wall and get inside the pain cave and just start turning over i'd seem to do a lot better it's my problem is actually breaking that wall and getting into the pain cave and or another way, another thing they call it is the runner's high. Once it hurts for a while, you you 
get a different endorphin release or hormone release or I'm sure there's a science for it, but it's just different. And if you've experienced it, you know exactly what it is. If you don't, I encourage you to try and find it if you can. It's a, it's a different, it's a different world. It's a different thing. But if you're into running, you, you know exactly what it is. Uh, let's see. So we made that run in just over 32. And I think we can, I think we can get that shaved down and meet my goal of 30. I know once the crowds are there and once there's a bunch of people around that I will, I will feed off that. I've always fed off a crowd a little bit. And I feel like I can have my pacing better that first quarter mile. My pace was for the quarter mile pace. It was actually off 30 seconds. Now, based on my times at the mile and a half and two mile mark, I made that up. But at the same time, I had to go a shade faster than the pace I actually wanted to run. I wanted to be around a 950 pace for that first two miles and then really crank out the last mile because my goal is to be sub 30 sub 30 minutes and some of you go wow that that's not fast at all and some of you go man i i need 30 days to run a 5k but that's my goal it's kind of a mid-pack deal i feel like it's causing me to push myself causing me to want to grow little nod to johan wolfgang again and I feel like it's attainable only if I can push and grit and get back into the pain cave and show it that I am the boss and I can get it done because I'm going to get it done. That's the goal. 30 minutes. Let's see. I'll get this launched before the actual race starts. And if you're hearing it before August, check the date. August 26th is the race. It is at 9 p.m. that night. I believe I will post up on the Instagram page. The There's an app. What the heck was it called? Ah, got so many apps lately. It's been crazy. Anyway, it's called Race Joy. So if you download the Race Joy app, I will post my bib number. And you can go in and look at, you'll look up the People's Bank Midnight Flight then you'll be able to put in my bib number and you can follow my progress along for that race. I think it's a pretty neat thing. I can turn it on on my phone and then I'll be able to keep up with my times through it. And you'll apparently you can send like cheers, you know, way to goes or something. Not super familiar with it yet, but it's a thing. So when someone sends those, I'll be able to hear them through my earbuds. It's, it's actually pretty neat. I'm pretty impressed. I didn't know it was a thing. So I guess we'll wrap it up here. It's been a uh, heck of a Monday. Good day at work. Good time on the 5K. Came home and grilled up some vinegar. Vinegar. What is vinegar? Nothing. It's venison. Venison steak. And had some baked asparagus. And now we're out here talking to the world. I enjoy it. I'm enjoying it. I really am. I didn't know. I didn't really know. I guess I had some imposter syndrome or some anxiety or something about getting on here and talking. But the well, a few people have reached out. It's been positive reviews, positive feedback. The uh, audio is still going to bounce around a lot. 
I'm just on the go. I'm going to record in the truck sometimes. We're going to record through Zoom sometimes for interviews. I think this audio so far is sounding the best. This is actually just recording into the computer. Uh, it's it's fairly uh, in the garage. It's got, I think it's got a decent sound. It's not as, you know, it's not going to be, we're, we'll probably never be as clear as some of the other podcasts, the high-end podcasts, and we're not worried about that. The message is the most important thing, and getting out and reaching out to people and maybe helping someone get their get their hobby started, get a new skill learned, or get a little motivation to just get up and do something different, something better, or something they've always, something they used to do and they want to get back to again. Anyway, if you if you found any any value in this, please please reach out and let us know. Drop us a review, maybe an email. We've got our link tree in the comments or in the show notes. Uh, tell a friend if you think you've got a friend that we could help out. Let them know. Get them get them get them to following us, listening to the podcast. You know, over time we, we want to build a community because the community is like an organism, a quality community. I have I have a good community. I have a lot of friends that are have their own businesses that work full time and have side hustles that are that are very motivated individuals and I feed off those and they feed off of me. I have a small group that we are it's four of us and we are super close, super tight. And we're we're contacting each other essentially daily. Some days it's just BS goofing off, you know. And some days it's deep down serious conversations. And I think everyone in that group is learning from each other. I mean, we've got a wide age range in there from 34 to 53, so 20 years gap in those four people, four guys. But there's, there's a lot of experience in life and there's a lot to learn from each other. So even if it's just online, I've met some of my best friends and got the most help from people and been able to help the most people. I think online or as much online as in real life, you know, it used to be a a real taboo thing, a real don't talk to strangers on the internet. Well, now everyone's on the internet. No one's really a stranger anymore. It's it's pretty easy to pick out the weirdos. I mean, you you see them, you know they're there, and they stick out like sore thumbs. It's 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 pretty easy to find the good people too, and the people that you can help, the people that can help you, the people that you can collaborate with and meet goals and grow, right? Because that's the whole purpose, right? You may not want to be somebody, depending on how you define somebody, but I think everyone really wants to grow. Y'all, this is Sam. You've been listening to On the Tillage. We really appreciate y'all tuning in. You found some value, man. Tell your friends. Let's get this community growing. I really think we got something going here. Peace.